I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zach Snyder. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where today we're going to be pitting up against two of the hottest 2021 albums, Drake's mm-hmm. Certified Lover Boy and Kanye's Donda. What are, your, what are your initial thoughts on these two albums? Right. So obviously both are very prolific artists, uh, Drake especially in the teenage game, uh, and then <laughs> Kanye kind of be repping Christ. So it's like, who do you prefer, right? Jesus or teens? So that's really mm. kind of where both of these albums are coming from uh, a lot of the time. The the issue, I'm afraid, with with comparing both things is it's, it's similar to, to the Bible. It's like one's an Old Testament, one's New Testament. They're both damn long, bro. I can't, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to ingest all this info. And they're both like they an hour and 30 minutes. Both be over an hour and 30 minutes very yeah. long um it's a lot it's a lot while while donda is uh a, a big variety of music it is not necessarily a good variety of music sure and uh certified lover boy is is more coherent very easier much easier to understand it is unfortunately super boring though it's the same song 15 times if 15 times uh yeah i don't know i think i think i'm feeling like donda is probably my my, my least favorite out of the two mm, but more about cons- teens i see but considering like you know we were talking about books last episode and i mentioned lolita like right. Drake relates <laughs> a lot to that anyways welcome back to another youtube podcast <laughs> what's our uh what's our main topic today oh similar to what you just said um things we put out in the podcast and we're like well wait a minute we probably shouldn't have said that we're getting the record straight today folks we took a look back at the backlog of our 90 plus episodes of another youtube podcast went through all the titles all the thumbnails and we went you know there's a couple there's more than a couple there's a lot of episodes where i don't agree with the advice anymore uh, and with the podcast coming to an end, we thought now would be a better time to set the record straight, to get our up-to-date 2021 thoughts, and to primarily laugh at our older self for being wrong. That's that's really why I'm in it for. I, I want to talk about <laughs> the failures of YouTube podcast and be like, these idiots fucking got it wrong. That's that's what oh, I'm yeah. in it for, personally. You know, the, the advice is like secondarily, like an important thing, but the shaming is what I'm here for. You do almost 100 episodes over four years. Like, we're liable to get something wrong. Mm. Uh, it just so happens we got a lot wrong early on. A lot. So. A lot. And most of it was Zach's advice. Mine pretty much held mm. up consistently throughout every episode. It was really just sure. the, the stuff Zach said that was wrong. So, more sure. of his okay. failures, per se. But That's uh, cool. I'm uh, I'm going to hire somebody to go through all the episodes and get Aiden sound bites for this episode on yeah. every moment he said something wrong. <laughs> or offensive. <laughs> or offensive. <laughs> or dated. <laughs> bad prediction. You know. Yeah. Things like that, for sure. You know what ended dated, though? Uh, the same sponsor read that we've done for the last 70 episodes. Thank you to our sponsor today, Awesome Creator Academy, with the YouTube Starter Kit. Let's go. Get started on YouTube. You have a little bit of money to throw around. Why not check out the YouTube starter kit? $99. You get over $1,500 of value and 
downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, ink cards, lower third. You get the deal. It's a lot. And if you're getting started on YouTube, it's going to be helpful for you. Pay one price. Have a limited access to future downloads as they come out. Link is in the description of the show notes. In doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have the Biggie Cheese kind of money laying around, you can still support the Dying Podcast by becoming a supporter on Anchor. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 for fun. No other reason. <laughs> just for fun, man. That's just for it. Z- That's as it. an epic prank to us um, to send us money and be like, mm-hmm. ha ha, owned you. And I'm like, wow. Give us a going away gift. Yeah, Give us owned. a going away gift. That'd be nice. Um, I don't know why I thought of a baby shower. That's not... It's not what <laughs> bachelor party, maybe. Maybe that would be the, the, the better comparison. I don't know. Maybe I am pregnant. That's why I'm acting goofy. Anyway, thank you to Anchor. Thank you to Awesome Creator Academy. Lovely sponsors. I'm going to miss you boys when it's all said and done. I'm going to be thinking about the the epic sponsor reads that we've had through the, through the years on this podcast. How much of it do you think you got memorized? Uh, I feel like... I feel like I could do at least the Awesome Creator Academy bit, like, mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Okay. Very uh, close. Unclick the, unclick the pin messages thing. I want to see your response. Like, don't don't read okay. off. For yeah, the next episode? It. I'll do that. I'll do yeah. That. I'll remind you. I'll remind you. Just do see that. how much of that. I'm sure Awesome Creator Academy would not right. be stoked to see you winging it. But uh, it, I'll do the anchor be, part, and you do the Awesome Creator bit, Academy bro. part. And we won't read cool. it. We won't read off the script. Cool. No preparation either. No, no prep. No, no nothing. No prep. Maybe a little no bit one. of preparation H, but that's <laughs> that's it. Ooh, wow. That's it. Uh, revisiting bad takes. That might have been one of them right there. We just don't have time to cover all of them in, in one episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna list this off with a couple of disclaimers here. Uh, number one, me and Zach obviously did not go back and listen to every episode of the podcast and every point we've ever made. We're not mad. No. So if we say some stuff where I'm like, it's kind of stupid how we said that, and then you actually go and listen to that episode, and we don't say that at all, don't blame me. We have shitty memories, okay? Like, we're not... <laughs> we out we here have with a life. <laughs> we have a life. Uh, I'm not going to go back and listen to, like, days of, of us talking. I'd rather spend that time playing Minecraft. Move on so, to the next disclaimer, please. If the advice isn't wrong and it's correct, good on us, but we're not actually going to go back and listen to it. Similarly, disclaimer number two, we're not bringing up every episode. We're not going to start from episode zero and go all the way to 90. We specifically made a list of 13 episodes that had what we feel was incorrect advice, and we're going to go through those. So if we miss something, leave a comment down below. Hey, guys, you said this in an episode, and then you repeatedly... (laughs) Went the other way several times. I'd just be interested in general. Even if you're clowning on me, I'd just be interested in general. Uh, so leave those Same. comments down below. But we're obviously not covering everything. There is like days of fucking content that we have done on this podcast from several years where we have changed dramatically. But at the very least, we're here to revisit some of the more heinous, obvious errors <laughs> that we remember. So... Yeah, we're just going to essentially go from one episode to another, the topic in question, what we got wrong, and what, what our updated thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. So, going take it all the back. way back to episode three on this one. An early boy. 
Oh yeah. Variety versus niche YouTube channels. Mm. Very, very hot debated topic on, on, At the, the, on the tubes. And still is actually still is still is. Do you remember I, your official position at the time? I believe we we talked about how and you know what? Actually, this was 2017. I have a feeling that we both were like, yeah, these are two very viable options, but you have to dedicate yourself to one of them. Right. I feel like that's what we said, which is not true anymore. <laughs> um, it's pretty much well known. That if you're gonna start a YouTube channel, you should have a niche YouTube channel. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, variety is is the death to a channel. I think I may have even talked about that later on when I was rebranding Zack Snyder Productions. Um, there was like a, a a big thing that Roberto Blake had talked about. He was he was really getting into people re- realizing that variety channels are dead, mm-hmm. um, and that could not be any more true in 2021. Sure. I think so. for most people, if you're starting a new channel, having a focus is key because what it'll do is it'll streamline things. It'll give you one specific focus of a topic to talk about and to iterate on and to give your best interpretation of. Um, mm-hmm. And number two, you can actually form an audience because when you make videos on a similar topic, people who like that topic go, well, that's interesting. What if I subscribe? What if I next week he talks about walnut shelves instead of oak shelves? I gotta be there when the motherfucker talk about oak shelves. I'm gonna go ahead and subscribe. Yeah. Now, maybe looking at me, me and Zach, and be like, "Boys, what what is this?" I go onto your everyday nerd, and Zach just talk about he made a damn book video. Zach not no book channel, not yet, yeah. but <laughs> he talked about a variety of things. And here was the key distinction that neither of us realized at the time of making this episode. You can do variety, but you got to do a little bit of a branding fix. You see, you take out the word variety and you instead say the word show. So rather than doing literally everything, you take those topics and you format it in a consistent weekly show where the presenter is the same, the format is the same. You may even cover some similar topics that are the same. But now you're allowed to sort of expand because you're kind of following a little bit more of that niche. So if you really are dead set on variety, like you're a crazy motherfucker and you have to talk about everything, um, that would be the advice I'd give, is go for a show rather than random sporadic videos about nonsense. Even then, I want to add a disclaimer that... I still could be 100% wrong and that it would be 100% better for me if I didn't even fuck with the show and just had a niche to begin with. Um, yeah. I I look at my YouTube habits and it's usually like every channel that I watch almost 100% has a niche to it. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's the gaming boys, there's the movie boys, there's the book boys, the music boys. You know, every every other channel that I watch, they have their thing. They do it well. They they do more of it. Um, and it's why I still am consistently asking myself, what the fuck can I change my channel into to where it's not so much of a variety? And I still don't have that answer yet. I'm still messing around with things. Um, but if you're just getting the, started, yeah, go ahead. That would be the thing I'd say is 
shows work, but they are inherently more work than just doing the niche channel to begin with. So like yeah. the variety yeah. is really only like if you really, really, really have to talk about everything and you're consistent about that, please at least go down the route of a show rather than just spit out random nonsense. Because in the tiers of, of things that are that are bad, at the bottom is random variety videos about 80,000 topics. That's the dead bottom. Then mm-hmm. on top of that would be the show. And then on top of that would be the niche. So the niche thing's still better. But the variety show is at least acceptable enough that most people can like form onto that and either get invested in either presenter, the format of the show, or, hey, you do a show for so long, you eventually have some episodes that are popular, you can transition that into said niche. But I'd rather mm-hmm. you at least deal with the struggles of a show than just variety random nonsense. Because let me Agreed. be clear, that is the worst. <laughs> do not go in that tier. Uh, but, but shows are much harder. They're much harder, and they uh, won't necessarily guarantee the same results had you just been the the, the Zelda theory guy. Hmm. Link's well, and that's the other thing. <laughs> did you know? It's confirmed. Did, did you know? I didn't. I didn't. Wow. Wild. Um, Jay watched that's the video. the other thing, though. Did he? It's, yeah. Did Jay he watch the whole the, thing? Well, not the whole thing. He just skimmed through it. Basically, no, no, she isn't. It's in, like, a comic or something from like another country that like cool. says it's <laughs> but then but then they branded i'm sorry you go back that just really fucked me up i want that I want is everybody really funny. to know that i avoided this video for weeks and then jay finally told me and went yeah i'm glad i didn't watch it fuck that link's mom is a house but only in this one country in a comic book that's that you can't even read you got to get translated yeah funny anyway go ahead um even if you have a niche, let's just say it's books or movies or games, it's still even better to niche down further than that. Um, yeah. So if you're the gaming channel, but you really like Dark Souls, talk about Souls-like games. If you're the movie channel, but you really like uh, foreign films, you'd be better off talking about foreign films. The list really goes on. The more you can niche down, the better your channel is probably going to do, especially in the short term. Um I just know that for my personal channel, I am still trying to experiment with topics and hopefully by episode 500, I can have an idea of where I want to move in a a more niche down direction. We'll see. I get the feeling that when we did this original episode, it was less a debate of variety versus niche and more of an excuse for why what we were doing was, was right. Um, Mm -hmm. And the funny thing about listening back to it now is it's like, no, doing a Let's Play channel with a variety of content is not good. No, not doing yin is a bad idea. <laughs> like, not going ahead and doing yin earlier is a bad call. So, you really shouldn't have even taken our point seriously, because neither of us had really found out what the fuck channel we were going to be at the time. So, it was, yeah. you know, yeah. it's talking about a topic without having the experience, which is going to be a running theme throughout. That's an issue with the whole podcast. <laughs> running theme throughout and have the experience to talk about. But that's why we're here now. Just do the niche channel. There is no versus. <laughs> do niche yeah. or show at the very least. Um, you know, if you find a YouTuber that's doing what you want and they're successful, emulate that. If you really gotta, you know, if you're not sure if mm-hmm. weed eating videos are successful. Look up the weed eating guy and see if he kills it, you know, <laughs> see if there's a market for that. 
Uh, I'm all for people doing whatever kind of channel they want if there's an audience and a market for that. And that's that's where this comes down to is there's yeah. it's hard to please everyone because there is no market that likes everything. <laughs> you got to you got to find find your audience. 100%. Cool. Cool. Well, number 2. Come episode in. 5. 5. Episode 5. How to maintain consistency. A, a topic that is a running theme throughout this podcast. Yeah. We talk about We could have picked scheduling. multiple episodes here. This was just the earliest. Yeah. yeah. We talk about scheduling. We talk about consistency and quality. Um, honestly, like, I don't think our thoughts have changed too much. The The biggest thing is we, we should probably have taken our advice more often than not here because mm. putting out a consistent weekly video or daily or monthly is hard and it's a lot easier said than done 100 percent. it's easy to say on a podcast when all you do is let's plays and vlog videos to be like i'm gonna consistently upload number one we weren't even doing that back then when we were making this type of content you know back when mm. this podcast was made and then when we got into yin back to the video games and, and all those other things uh it became a lot more difficult and we didn't even like attempt <laughs> the consistency thing. So it's not so much that consistency is a bad thing, but more or less that we don't know how to maintain it. So coming to a podcast to hear advice from two people who have never been consistent is a, is an ironic. <laughs> it's very <laughs> use ironic. Of time. Use of time. Because we've never, never maintained it. Not even with the damn podcast, bro. We have no. never even been consistent with us talking about YouTube. How do you think our actual careers panning out right now? So. I think if I'm going to give any newer advice on this topic, it would be do one thing and try to do it well. Uh, Because, you know, we've talked about having multiple projects. We've talked about, you know, trying to balance those projects with our lives. And it's always, it's always very difficult. I think even if you only just do the one thing and you try to do that well, it's going to be hard. You're going to find weeks where, your personal life gets in the way. Your job gets in the way. Um, and and I still find that to be tough on a, on a daily basis. I, I wished I was working on Yen every single day. Not put a video on every day. I just, just wish I was working on it every single day. And I'm still not because there's other priorities. So I, I think if you're in the position where the channel is doing well and you can move towards monetizing it or even move towards making that your full-time career, uh, making that shit as consistent as possible, not only in schedule, but quality is important. If you're just mm-hmm. getting started out, if you're, you're you know a smaller channel and you've got other priorities in your life, I'd say do the best you can, man. You know, like push on as much as you can and, and continue to make it better. But... I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I can tell people to have a schedule right now unless they, they really got their progress, their, their process down, right? Know your process and try to refine it as much as possible and you'll get closer to that ultimate goal of being consistent. Remove as many barriers as possible to getting the upload out, right? Mm -hmm. So if it takes a long time to record, spend the time on tech and technique to make that process better. If you have a hard time editing, one, probably get off Sony Vegas, Aiden. Two, <laughs> find editors and tools and shortcuts to make that process easier. If ideas are hard, 
then do a little bit of research. If scripting is hard, do more writing. The idea is when you make enough videos, you know your strengths and your weak points. And the idea is that you want to play toward those strengths as much as you can and eliminate as many as those weaknesses so you can come onto camera. I'm talking like 15 minutes. Be set up, ready, record for however long you need to, and then be ready to edit. Like, realistically, 90% of every video me and Zach have made could have been done in a day. Why was it not made in a day? Issues, right? Issues down to production, issues down to process, things that we are working on to get better that have not gotten to the point where they are better. But that goes to show you, there's plenty of time in the day. Plenty of time mm-hmm. in the day to make a video. You have a whole week, most people do. Some people even have a schedule of a month to work on this sort of stuff. But there's always there's always roadblocks in the process, and uh, figuring that process out, like you said, is, is crucial. 100%. 100%. Cool. Moving on. A lot of early episodes. We're going all the way to episode eight now. Oh, boy. <laughs> another early one. Wow. And it's another versus one. The idea of quality versus quantity. Which one do I choose? Do I focus on making the best uploads I can or literally just uploading 30 videos? Uh, Gee, I I wonder. Uh, Better debate about it for an hour and 23 minutes and figure out (laughs) what the answer is. Yeah, right. It's a topic that, like you said, like everybody and their mother has talked about it on YouTube help advice channels and even creators the, the even bigger creators struggle with it and talk about it. The answer is do quantity when you're starting out so you can actually get good at making videos to begin with and yep. then focus on quality every time. Yep. For no, 90% no of people, doubt. literally quality. That's the answer. Yeah. If you're in the 10% where you've never made a video before, if you're in the 10% where you're learning on the fly, if you're in the 10% where you don't even know if you want to do YouTube, The more you do, the quicker you will find out. And that is cool. Maintaining consistency is cool. Having a lot of videos is cool. At the end of the day, and this is is the biggest piece of YouTube advice I could ever give throughout the entirety of the podcast, as important as scheduling, consistency, branding, topics, diversifying, all these things we talk about. Yes, they're important. You want to know what the number one most fucking important thing is? Making good videos. Quality. If the video is good, that will give you the biggest chance in the world for everything else to succeed. So if you're asking me, hey, what's the priority right now? Do I make three videos that aren't as good in hopes of just putting them out? Or do I spend that time on one great video that I'll remember forever? I'm putting the the, the basket in, in the grate. Where me and Zach get fucked up is we make good and great videos sometimes. But then we have to feel like every new video has to be this hour-long masterwork that changes the game or whatever. When yeah. realistically, we could have just not done a big video and we're okay with doing smaller topics and shit. And and that and that fucks a lot of people up, and I'm, I'm well aware. That's not a position everybody's in. Um, most right. people, it's just a matter of literally putting the effort to make a good video rather than five shitty ones. That That's all. That's, that's it. Quality. <laughs> that's the one. It's a... Um... It's, I, I talked about it at one point, the uh, hedonic treadmill. It's where like you move up in the world in some aspect, whether it's you're making more money, you're making better videos, you're, you, you know, these kind of things that hopefully at one point you're going to move up the ladder. Um, but in doing so, 
the way you feel about life, the way you feel about your videos goes back to that original feeling of, oh, I still need to one up this. I still need to do better. I still need to make more money. I still need to make a better video. Um, and so when in reality, Aiden and I made pretty awful videos in 2017, um, everything we made in 2018 was a lot better than 2017. And yep. everything in 2019 was better than 2018. And now in 2021, all of our videos are so much better than they ever could have been five years yep. ago. And it's really tough to not be like, all right, well, the next video has got to be even better than this one. The truth is, it is if you can make five really good videos after you get to the point of making good videos... You're doing you're doing a lot better than you were three years ago, and yeah. eventually you will one up yourself again. It'll happen. So here's here's a question, right? Uh, to kind of test a little bit of that, like hypothesis or whatever. Um, I agree that we have improved in the three or four years of doing this podcast. Obviously, what would mm -hmm. you say played more into that success? That we made more videos in that gap of time. Or that we were focused on quality in that gap of time. What led mm. to those better videos more in your opinion? Well, so, okay. Here's the thing, right? I started Yen. I did 100 episodes in a year. Um, sure. A lot of those videos are bad now. <laughs> They're just not good comparatively. Um, however, I think by getting into the process of that, it helped me get to a point where I could start worrying about the, 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 the micro shit. Right. So by doing hundred videos, I realized I got to work on better topics. I got to work on talking about certain media better. Long story short, once I got into the, uh, the next 20 something episodes, which would have been season two of Yen, um, I was way more focused on quality than I ever had been. And then yep. going into season three, which has been the last like five videos, I'm even more into that now. Um, and I think if I had not taken the time to have a break between season one and two and reevaluate what I was doing and trying to get better, I don't think my videos would be as good as they are now. It's important to note, too, that our situations are different. You made 100 yeah. yens in that period of time of the podcast, and I dramatically slowed down, right? 2018, yeah. 2019 was when I stopped doing let's plays and midnight vlogs. And so in that same period, while I did put out videos, 30 for 30, back to the video games, all these sort of things, it's significantly less stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but it still had that same effect of uh, boosting up the quality in every upload. And those videos that I did do made remarkable improvements. I think where the, where the difference is, where there's not that many bumps in quality from those first 100 yens, and there are from episode 110 to 120 per se, you know, just mm -hmm. taking like season two stuff into account and why there are those bigger jumps simply comes down to the fact that you spent more time on them and comes 100%. down to the fact that I spent months in between some back to the video games, you know, and not to say and, that like doing yeah. 20, 30 for 30s didn't help me by the end. It certainly did. That month in between doing videos, I think helped a lot more. So while I'm not, you know, 100% not denying that quantity didn't have a role to play. It was the quality first approach that got the results that I was looking at for the type of videos I wanted to make. Uh, mm -hmm. 
more than more than quantity ever did but that's my situation obviously i think it's the same for me too when you when you go like at the end of the day long story short it was when i started making when i started trying to make the videos better rather than trying to put out a video yeah it's a mindset shift for that's sure. it that's wow. that's what it comes down to from 2011 to 2019 i focused on making videos and putting them out I wanted to reach an upload schedule. I wanted to reach people in certain niches or, you know, there, there was, there was, I just, I wanted to make a video. I wanted to put it out. Now I want to make a good video and put it out. Yep. Great. Even if I can. And that's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's the mindset shift hundred percent. So wait a minute. You guys just said it's important to maintain consistent uploads, but then you went and said, make good videos. Which one is it? Uh, both, <laughs> both, but two. Think, uh, you really want a real answer? Just make the good videos, man. The scheduling will come later. Like I know, I know it's hard, and scheduling is important. Gunned in my head, like make the better videos, and by the time you figure that out a little bit more, you'll be more prepared to do the scheduling shit first, like after the fact, rather. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd say quality beforehand, but they're both important. Do both. <laughs> I mean, getting a little bit meta. It's when talking about YouTube, when thinking about YouTube and trying to get better at everything, I feel like there are 20 different contradictions batting against each other for everything. Um, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I feel like we're ending the podcast, because the more you do this thing, the harder it becomes. I, I genuinely think the harder it, it is to, to run a channel and try to make the videos better. Um, because you're constantly thinking, okay, well, I've gotten better at my writing. Now, how can I make my on-camera presence better? And then I've gotten better at my editing. Okay, well, then how can I make my video quality and audio quality better? And it's just constantly trying to battle for what's the weak point? How can I make that better until everything else is the weak point? And you got to move that up next. Like, it's hard. <laughs> it's a it's complicated hard subject. From two people who have only been doing it in the grand scheme not that long a time. Yes, yeah. the podcast, yeah. right? It's like we never claim to be experts. These are two ramblings from people who were invested in the field, and hopefully that advice is helpful. At the end of the day, though, like you got to find that shit out for yourself. You want the real like tea of the podcast? Like, <laughs> listen to YouTube podcast if you want. You want to find out the same information in a quicker amount of time? Then go do it, my guy. That's yeah, the first thing yeah. we said all the way back in episode zero. Should you start it? Yes. Go do it. And that'll help you learn way more than me and Zach debating the, you know, <laughs> variety versus niche quality. Which one is more important? We're like two philosophers, right? And uh, the guy comes to the podcast yeah. trying to get a job at Lowe's. He just want to work. <laughs> he want to work at Lowe's. And we're over here like, but wood or lumber? You know, like, should it be called wood? <laughs> should it be called lumber? Who gives a shit? Make the videos. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But it's fun. It's fun for us to do. And we obviously care about it. And like, we're, we hope that it's interesting and shit. But at the end of the day, like, don't think, um, don't think that we're the final say on any of this. Cause we're not, this is a very early mm -hmm. medium and we're very still even now figuring this shit out as we go, which is why we never day. claim to be the, the, the ultimate source on it. So, want to make that very clear but anyways our next episode 
moving it up to episode 10, goal setting and scheduling. We put it in 2018 YouTube. But mm. uh, very similar to the maintaining consistency things. In, turn of, in terms of scheduling, I think yeah. uh, it's good to have if you can if you can maintain it, right? Mm. That's the thing. Uh, but I have a really big habit, and I still do it to this day, where I will schedule out three months' worth of content and not put out a single one of those videos. Yep. And... Um, you can if you can make a schedule and stick to it, you are you are gonna go places. But if you can't, because you either come up with new ideas, you feel like this this topic that you were gonna cover five months ago might be more important now because new game in the franchise is coming out. Let me talk about it. Like if you're constantly readjusting things, it's it's probably best to not schedule things and just focus on what's ahead of you, like what's right in front of your face. I find that to be a lot more a lot more easier to put out the next video rather than trying to schedule everything. And practical too, um, for sure. Yeah. Of just like focusing on the now rather than trying to work on the next two months or three months when in two and three months time, you're at a totally different place, right? It's hard to predict where you're going to be and what you want to do. Uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, I got a new channel. I don't even know what my third upload's going to be. Gee, am I, am I in trouble? Potentially. Yes. But, uh, I'm going to know a lot better closer to time what I want to work on and how I feel rather than three months beforehand where I was just considering the idea of starting a new channel. You think that Aiden knows what's best? You're like, no, of course not. And that's not to say that that scheduling and goal setting ain't important. I'm an unorganized motherfucker and I wish, I wish if I had a redo over in the personality pool, my man got up in (laughs) heaven like, LOL, let's make an Aiden, right? If he could just change one stat being more organized would have been the one I would have picked. You know, I'll be ugly. I'll be an ugly motherfucker. Make me ugly. That's the trade-off. Sure. Um, I'd rather be considerably uglier if I had even an inch of organization and in time management. And you're going to hear, hear that more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, knowing about yourself and, and what you can, you know, that whole self-awareness thing that we've been talking about since episode one. Uh, the more self-aware you are about how you function as an as a, as a person, the the better off the YouTube shit's gonna go. Like I think I might have ADHD. I'm trying to get checked up on that soon because that could answer a lot of questions that I've had <laughs> in regards to YouTube. Um, but it's it's just like following those those questions about yourself and trying to figure out how you function. Uh, is going to make a lot of this the scheduling and goal setting and decisions. The decision process around content is going to be a lot easier the, the more you know about yourself. I think if you wanted like one through line throughout our time doing this podcast and one of the things that I'm legitimately proud of us in doing, like not even a regret, something I am proud of us in doing is, is from day one preaching about self-awareness because what that's allowed us to do is anytime you or me have ever wanted to make a change or drastically do something else, we're always so hard on ourselves and wondering if it's the right idea or whatever. But I think a good reason why many of those changes ended up happening, uh, changes that I think were for the better, uh, was because from the outset we were talking about like how listening to yourself and being aware of you and your current scenario is. So mm-hmm. that's, that's legitimately one of the things that I think is actually held up is that that self-awareness thing because I think it is so important and this entire podcast is a testament to me and Zach listening to ourselves 
reacting to the current situation and then adapting and changing for the better. Um, yeah. Which leads to, you know, one could argue a very chaotic YouTube journey, but one that I think has, has helped us for the better. I agree. I completely agree with that. Moving on, though, to episode 13. Wow, another early episode. Yes. <laughs> early YouTube yeah. podcast kind of cringe. Hate to break it to you. You know why, right? Because uh, we ran we out know. of topics early on. We did we? We uh, covered all the big topics in the first like 30 episodes. <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Uh, this is episode 13, YouTube Marketing 101. And uh, I've gone back and forth on this, man. And I'm not sure I even necessarily have thoughts and opinions that are going to be the same in a couple of months. My opinion on it right now is as important as it is for people to see your work and to get it noticed in other places. I am just so over the post your videos to Reddit, post them mm. on Twitter, post them yeah. in the small YouTuber, blah, blah. I literally, at this point, even with a new channel, am just like, YouTube will have the best tools to get this video where it needs to go, so long as it's good mm. content, and I think it is. Bingo. And then the, the, the alternative is Discord. I have people in Discord who I know will watch it. Here's your at, done. No email, no tweet, no Reddit, no... The, will, will you guys watch? I don't I don't care anymore. It, it's mm. not that I don't care. I just don't think it works. It doesn't work to the extent that people say where it's like, if you share your videos in the right places, you can grow. And it works for some people, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But it's never been my truth. It's never been uh, what I see. Um, from my experience of doing this, it's always just been either YouTube will take care of it or Discord will. And I'm good past that. The the true marketing advice for a creator that, that actually works is to build yourself up on multiple platforms. Like that's yeah. it, right? Like have the YouTube channel, have the Twitch channel, do the podcast, have Twitter and Instagram pop off, do TikTok, right? Do all these different things. Now, obviously, we have talked about downsizing our content out, output because as smaller creators, it, it impacts us negatively. But even but me and Zach aren't just doing one thing. You know? True, true. We're not. We're, We're still, still going to be running Twitter. Thing. Still going to be on Discord. Still going to be reviewing movies on Letterboxd. Like, there's always going to be different avenues uh, to find people at. And don't. Don't do what I did when I started YouTube where I just was like, I got to make a Twitter because other YouTubers make a Twitter and it's a good way to advertise. Twitter is not a good way to advertise. What Twitter should be for you is a place to post more content. What Twitch should be for you is a archive of streams because you like to stream. They should never just be, I'm going to make an Instagram so I can advertise my YouTube videos. And maybe YouTube's your first goal. And Instagram is just a second avenue. It's okay to have secondary sources to diversify. Uh, but you you have to love Instagram to keep that secondary source worth it and to be worthwhile. If you're mm. doing YouTube and Instagram, then 90% of your Instagram posts should still be Instagram-focused content. And only 10% or, hell, 5% should be, oh, hey, I also do YouTube. Come check this out. Like once in a month. <laughs> and then back on the Instagram shit. These are not... I, I don't like the, the viewpoint of like every platform is another chance just to advertise something. Like you still have to make content for those other platforms and that's a lot of work that I don't think a lot, a lot of people work. are prepared for. But the results, 
the results are absolutely worth it. I, I agree. Having multiple platforms is the best way to grow anything you want to do, but you got to take them legitimately. You can't just be like, I'm going to post stupid shit on Twitter and hope I can bring people to you. They don't work that way. <laughs> you got to make content first. Because the truth of the matter is, if I follow you on YouTube, I'm probably going to see your videos. And if I follow you on Twitter also, it annoys me if you show me the video that I already watched on YouTube. Um, I'd rather see a funny tweet. I'd rather see a funny image or something that you did today or whatever. Um, because like you said, you really hit the nail on the head. YouTube knows how to show people your content. If it's good enough, the algorithm will work in your favor. It's the one um, good thing about the algorithm I'll ever say on this podcast yeah. is it, it, it knows what people like, <laughs> you know, it they did, knows they did what people spent like. a lot of money on it. <laughs> Um, if somebody's already subscribed to you and they watch your content regularly, they're going to see your video. There's no sense in putting it anywhere else. If people have never found you, then you want to work towards making your, your content either searchable or get recommended to other people. And that's, that's its own topic. We've talked about it. We're not going to talk about it again today. It's not easy to do, but like, that's, that's how you get people to watch your shit. Posting a link on Reddit might get an influx of viewers in to watch that video and that video only, but chances of them returning to the channel or watching more of your videos right then and there are very low because they were in the mindset of watching Reddit or being on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And um, the same can be said for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Make the content for those platforms if you're able to, um, because it'll it'll be great for you in the long term. But, but marketing, the whole putting your, your video on Twitter, I do it occasionally, but I'm not expecting anything out of it. I just know there are some people that aren't in my Discord that watch my YouTube content. And that's and important for updates. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't consider Twitter a place for uh, meaningful content. You know, I, I said you can make yeah. content for Twitter. I don't think you make anything meaningful, unfortunately. It's just the, the nature of the platform. But uh, I, mm -hmm. I just recently went through a little service called tweet deleter where you can delete a lot of your tweets and i think roughly a thousand of those were new video new link new live stream i'm on mm -hmm. this blah 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 and i did that for like 2017 and 2018 and i eventually slowed it down when i finally was like hey i just realized this twitter account isn't for news and updates it can be it's a part of it that's not why you're following me on twitter you want me to say something stupid like here's a Here's the Ratitude dog that looked like the Windows logo. Enjoy. Like that's that's what you're getting from me from Twitter. And if you follow me, you understand that. If you don't, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Uh, but that's the kind of user I am on Twitter. I do not want to be. Hey, remember other thing I do? Check out other thing and link below. Because guess what? Twitter knows that. You think their yep. algorithm gonna push your dumbass post trying to get them off the website? No. No, they're gonna they're gonna hide that shit from people. Hundred percent. I agree. Next up, we have our Podcasting 101 episode, episode 18. I know people listen to this on Anchor, but on YouTube, it has no views, Yeah, which is really funny. Um, it's Literally also three, three hours. Why is it three hours about podcasting? This wasn't even a re-upload either, because remember no. the early uh, podcast were re-uploads from, from the Zack Snyder product. This was a new episode that premiered on this channel oh, yeah. and nobody saw it. That's Zero <laughs> views. Love that. Uh, in terms of podcasting, I feel like... Yo, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Go for I it. just had an idea. Mm -hmm. If nobody's heard this episode before Zachary, mm -hmm. then technically we can lie and say we got everything right. 
you know? That's Who's going to fact check us on this? <laughs> You're right. You spent. You spent. We, we, nobody listened. I guess the anchor people, unfortunately, but you guys shut your ears for a little bit. Um, listen to me say that everything we said in this episode is correct, and uh, you shouldn't go check. It's it's all right. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Moving right, on. No. <laughs> you go ahead. That was just. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about the technical aspect of podcasting, like, you know, making sure you have good audio. Moving to Anchor because Anchor is a really good place to host podcasts because it's free and it's epic and we love it. All that kind of stuff. But also, I don't know if we talked about the conversational aspect of podcasting. Mm. I mean, like, there's there's a scheduling aspect. I feel like we talked about that. There's a being prepared. I feel like we talked about that. But it's like the actual doing, the actual like speaking into the microphone to your co-host or by yourself. That's a whole nother can of worms that I feel like we never talked about. You want a little behind the scenes magic. Here's a list of things that Aiden does poorly because he's not an actual podcaster. Number one, I have Discord on a second monitor. That monitor is facing a different direction than where the mic is currently. So I'm speaking to the side of the microphone, not even directly on. You're not supposed to do that. Why? Because your audio levels are too low. And then Zach's ass got to be like, why the fuck Aiden's audio ain't normal again? You want to know why? That's why. I don't I don't have proper mic etiquette. <laughs> like I never have. Uh number two, it really helps if you're if you have full control of your voice. The problem is when I get excited, that shit goes up tremendously and it gets kind of like squeaky and shit. Uh like this, kind of. You're like, oh, okay, is this normal? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not normal. But then when I'm real serious. And I've woken up at 5 a.m. to record a YouTube podcast with Zach. There are episodes where I literally just go, yeah, so I think the main point is that um, you want to be able to talk about, wait, what are we talking about again? I'm just like dead. I'm just like mm. low energy mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I have very poor voice control. And that's haunted me in videos when editing. I can't imagine what it's like for the people who've listened three years who finally are going to hear this episode and be like, I feel vindicated. It's not my fault. He's just a bad host. Yes. Yeah. I, I have some technical issues. The third and final thing, and probably the the biggest error, uh, and this one's not necessarily my fault 100%, because we do this podcast in Discord, because we have only met face-to-face once and we don't record this podcast in a room, it's hard to know when your cue is to talk. So a big mm. issue that the podcast had in the early days and has even had in this episode is that uh, we interrupt each other a good bit of the time. And it's like, well, well, how do you do that? It's because the only indication I know Zach is talking is there will be a green light on Discord and I'll hear audio. And that's it. When my point ends, I'm not sure if I should keep going, if I should keep talking, uh, or if Zach wants to talk. And even still, how do I know that he hadn't been wanting to for five minutes and I'm just rambling on a point or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell because I cannot see the motherfucker literally on me. So there have been points, and I'm sure this is the same for you, where we might have had a good point or a good idea, but because of the fact that we interrupted and the flow changed, it probably made an episode or two pretty bad. <laughs> if I, I, I think eventually I'll do another podcast in the future. I like the, the concept enough. If I was, if I'm going to do another podcast with another human being, it, I I have to, I, I'd have to be in the same room. I'd want the full, the full setup. I'd want the, the two mics there. I'd want it to go through an XLR mic and like have the levels properly checked out and do, 
do the fucking room audio test where you have just a room tone. You just have the background noise for like a solid 30 seconds before you say anything. That way it's easier for post-processing and the audio. I would want to go full professional and even like hire somebody to help us make sure everything was taken care of because it is, it is very frustrating to be so particular about my videos and then to come to the weekly podcast and be like, yeah, this audio could have been a hundred percent better for both of us, but I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and it's, or, or even editing. Like I don't mm-hmm. edit these podcasts unless one of us has to step away for a couple of minutes because of a phone call or food or whatever it might be. Like I wished I did, but I don't have time for it. So it's yeah. just as what it is. It's how you end up with three hour episodes. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we, yeah. we're very often not on topic. We ramble, we go all over the place. We don't even get into the ad read four minutes in. Like, even if you take the YouTube part out of it and you were to specifically just grade us on how we did as a podcast, a lot of the early episodes have so many like technical imperfections that just boggle the mind how anybody listened to us in those early stages. And the, and the last thing I should mention too is uh, there are certain projects where I get to know people better. For Jay, that was Breath of the Wild. For Parker, that was Stardew Valley. For you, it wasn't Fire Red. It wasn't Mega mm-hmm. Man 2 versus. It was every week coming to this podcast and talking about YouTube. And I learned yeah. so much yeah. about you, uh, how you talk, how you communicate, your points, what you value, what you don't value. Guess what? That takes time. It takes a lot of time to get to know somebody like that. And the fact of the matter is when me and Zach started this podcast back in 2017, we'd only known each other for several months. And... uh yeah, when you don't know a motherfucker, <laughs> it can be really hard to do a, do a podcast. And luckily we figured it out, and I'm happy we did, because uh, I've gotten to know you a lot better, and we produced some good episodes. But in the early I days, did. it was very possible that this podcast could have been 20 episodes, and then Zach would have been like, yeah, this ain't fun to do. I don't really know you, and then dip, uh, <laughs> and vice versa, because I think we were well yeah. within our right to do so. We were very unprepared. No, absolutely. It's It's a thing where, like, Future podcast that I do, it'll have to be with somebody that I know pretty well. And like, honestly, I would love to do another podcast with Aiden where it wasn't about YouTube. It was just about whatever the fuck we wanted to talk about. I know (laughs) know it would be entertaining, you know, I know it would be entertaining. Um, But but even if if that wasn't a possibility and hopefully it will be one day, like I would have to make sure it was somebody that I knew pretty well because going into something blind like i guess if you want to know somebody like you can do that through a podcast <laughs> sure we're crazy it'll, enough it'll, that we would have we would have done it for the project you know even yeah. if we didn't like each other most people aren't like that uh we're in a, we're in a rare scenario but every time we end up we end a podcast uh either me or zach would go that was a good episode and then sometimes we'd hmm. go i was okay okay I'm it's fine it's fine I'm fine we'll find an episode so my favorite episodes are when we come out of it and we're like, oh, I learned something new about you. That's wild. That's dope. Yeah. Um, also, I did want to briefly mention before we get off of the podcasting one-on-one episode, my dumbass was somehow allowed to play Tetris during a good 50 episodes. Of this Yo, podcast. are we here? Are we, are we here finally acknowledging that you shouldn't have been playing video games during the... Oh, Imagine. Wow. Hey. Let Imagine me call a parade. I've been waiting on this day, Zach, for a long time. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say it at the time, 
because I wanted to be a good friend and I cared about the podcast and everything. But there mm. would be times where we come into an episode and we're like, all right, you ready to talk about that? Like, yeah, sure. Let me pull up Tetris. And I'm like internally groaning because I'm like, oh, damn. Fuck. You should have you whole... called my ass out. I'm going to go through a whole point and then Zach's going to be like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then talk about something completely different because he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we're finally here where you're like, yeah, that's stupid. This is awesome. It is incredibly dumb to divert your attention from the conversation that the podcast is supposed to be. This, I mean, the, this is a conversational podcast. The people that are listening to it are supposed to be in touch with the conversation happening. And uh, my dumb ass was just like, yeah, let me try to get this new high score in Tetris while I'm also <laughs> having this 3 a.m. discussion about YouTube. Like, I, I there, there was a certain point where I stopped doing it and I was like, all right, bro, I'm going to not play Tetris this episode. I don't know why I've been doing it for the last 50 episodes. And you were like, that's good. Cool. Glad you're it doing made that. it so much better. So much better. <sighs> but um, yeah, somebody should have called my ass out on it. I shouldn't have done it to begin with, but, you know, you live, you learn, I guess. Oh. This has been the Aiden and Zach talk about all the technical issues we've had to the podcast for four years. Mm. Didn't mean for it to be that much of a tangent. But we say all this to anybody who's planning on making a podcast, who wants to get into this type of stuff, who's enjoyed this and wanted to know like our like, behind-the-scenes issues. Hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that's helpful to people and it'll prevent you from making a lot of the same mistakes. I hope so too. Because And trust us, we've made yeah. mistakes like this, but there are certain podcasts that shall not be named that had these issues and more in in Bro. greater magnitude. <laughs> not only was I playing a video game, I remember an early episode of that podcast where I was recording the video game footage as the backdrop. And like one of them had like some Batman Arkham Knight or Arkham Asylum footage and it was laggy and it was bad quality over the podcast that was bad to begin with. It was that shit was a mess. Could always be yeah. worse. Never forget. We made improvements here. Yeah. <laughs> we got that. Yeah. And you know what? The next podcast we do together, it'll be even better, bro. Hell it'll yeah. Be even better. We can talk about Biggie Cheese as much as we want. <laughs> the Biggie Cheese And the Cheese quality show. will be better. Biggie Cheese podcast. <laughs> anyway, another one of our famous tangents. Move on. Uh, this is a short one. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Episode 24, Collabs 101. I wrote a little bullet point in, in bold that really <laughs> sums up my thoughts pretty well that just uh, says, shit doesn't matter. And once you know it, it doesn't. If you're a small YouTuber... If you're just starting out, if you have no idea what you're doing, if you've been doing it for five years, the important thing should be about your personal journey and your personal growth. Having someone else of a bigger size, whether they raid you on Twitch, show up on your YouTube video, want to be a part of something, will not make what you're doing better. It might bring in a couple more viewers. It might get a couple more people interested, but it will not make your quality better. It will not make... The desire to do it better. You won't get better motivation from it. All it does is it just creates a, a little bit of networking, a little bit of a piece mm -hmm. of like, hey, I could do this. What if we did this with you? And those are just for collabing with people that are bigger and trying to get shout outs and shit, which we've inherently talked about on our good thing. The other part of it is if you're collabing with someone of a similar size, 
similar to what we said in the podcasting segment, make sure you know the other motherfucker. That's that's it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> make make as many videos with your friends as you want, but make sure you know the motherfucker because some of the worst videos I ever made are not mine. They're with someone else. And Same. that's either because the skill level was different or we had different ideas on what the video should be. As ashamed as I am in some of my own personal shit, uh, that shame is higher with other people and, and projects I did as a kid. Um, so yeah. Be conscious of that, that like, sure, you're doing it together. You're trying to build a network and shit, but at the end of the day, you don't want a bad video going out regardless of who it's with, you know, focus on that quality. Not only are collabs better when you, when the, the people involved with it are good at what they're doing. Uh, they're also harder. Like the good yep. collabs are the hardest to make. So if it feels really easy and frictionless to do a collab, you might want to reevaluate it. Because uh, <laughs> I know early on, you know, Fool's Let's Play Zach, he, uh, he did collaborations a whole lot of times. Mm. And I mean, that's where you get one of them early podcasts where I would just have a homie who had the fan on in the background the entire <laughs> fucking hour and a half long episode. And like, I never talked to the dude again, never, yeah. never in my life. So yeah, I, I think if, uh, if it's super easy to make the collab, you probably shouldn't do it. Uh, and then also from a viewer perspective, collabs are going to do one of two things. They're either going to be a really cool celebratory moment where like you see one, you see two or more of your favorite creators in the same, and in the same video. And that's really cool to see. I like that when it happens. Or it's going to alienate some of your audience because they don't know who the fuck the other people involved are and yeah. they have too much of a purpose in the video. Um, and like I've, I've outright disliked videos from some of my favorite creators because they had some homies that I didn't care about in the video and it, I, I just didn't care, you know, alienated 100%. me for, for a video. So one last uh, <sighs> yeah. point I'll make about growth. Um, did you know, Zach, there mm. are videos on a channel with 14K subs in which your boy was featured not once, not twice, three to four times. I was no, no, I on didn't a know channel that. with 14K subs. Really? Yep. The channel yeah. goes by Purple Fire. He was a PokeTuber and he was starting up oh. uh, a little bit later than I did. And back in the day, he was doing Nuzlocks. And because I was a part of that PokeTuber community, he invited me on. So if you go all the way back to his oldest uploads, there are some of Black 2 Randomizer and Sapphire Randomizer where your boy is featured. Uh, they're probably not good. I wouldn't go back and listen to them. <laughs> um, but you can notice that none of these videos have great views because he was a small channel at the time. He even shattered him out in the five great YouTubers you should watch video that's no longer yeah. anymore. Uh, and then once you know it, he kept getting better and blew up. And did your boy see any of that? No. <laughs> your no. boy did not see any of that growth. And I'm and I'm I'm in I'm in I'm on a channel of 14k subs. So it's a similar it's a similar boost of confidence I get when I edit a video and the video gets 10k views. I'm like, okay, so they don't hate me. They don't <laughs> they don't hate me. Cause 10k yeah. people sat through this. 14k people sub to a channel with Aiden on it. I want you all to know that I'm not the issue here. <laughs> I remember but this other, channel too. Like I forgot other than about that, it for a long time, but yeah, he's still at it. Still at it too. That's he cool. made the right connections with bigger PokeTubers, and he's killing it. 
but it's a fun little story I can point people toward and be like, yeah, wouldn't you know they didn't do shit? <laughs> it was fun. It's a cool yeah. little story to tell, but it's, you know, it didn't do anything. I mean, one of my old clients, I appeared in a, a video and he appeared in one of my videos and it got my video like 500 views. Um, his channel had like a hundred K at his height. Um, mm. and so that video is still up. It's still there. People can watch it and people loved it. Like so many really cool comments about it. I think some of those people came on to watch some of my stuff, but it like, it didn't make a big dent in anything. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's the thing with doing a collaboration so that hopefully you can grow from it. Chances are you might get like a small little influx of people, but for them to stick around, for them to become a new fan of yours is very unlikely. Um, unless you are like making the exact same content that the other person is making and you're really good at what you're doing. Right. Like it's, it's which is very, why I would, very unlikely, which is why I would say that the, the best thing to use collabs are as an opportunity to network. It's one thing that I was on the channel it would have been another thing for me to keep in contact with the dude after right. doing those videos at an early point and then continue to work with them. It's one thing to have some dude on a Mega Man <laughs> Let's Play tell you we should do a collab. It's another to actually work on that video and build that network and relationship because once you Follow know that's through more important it. than the collab video, uh, use it as an opportunity to build relationships more than anything and uh, put a good video yeah. on Have fun. Have fun. Put a good video out. That can be very fun to do. I'll um I'll try to get off this topic, but real quickly, I just did want to say that I have met some of my favorite people of all time through collabs. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Jay Parker, like you guys were through comment sections on my videos and then on your videos, and we became really good friends over the years. But it took a it took a long long time. It took a lot of projects. And it took consistent follow-up between all of us to, to actually stay communicated um, throughout all that. Because equally, I did just as many, if not more, projects with other people in the past and have not kept up with them for one reason or another. So, Networking, man. Shit matters. It does. It does. And sometimes you can find some really cool people with it. And then sometimes you're going to find some people that maybe you don't want to be in touch with to begin with. So There you go. Works either way. Next up. Back to you. Episode 25, right afterwards. How to make money today by freelancing. I, I I wanted to bring this up just real quick because while I still agree with all my my points in 2018, I think is when this episode came out. Yeah, August 2018. Um, I have definitely changed up the way that I make money through freelancing and it is mostly by luck. I think, Mm. I think there is the, the, the hustle mindset of like going out and constantly networking, constantly finding new people to work with, having a a really beefy LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, Personally, my favorite way of, of getting money is through referrals. So Uh, everybody that I work with right now was because of some work I did before everybody. Uh, and, and that is ultimately where you want to get. So, you know, try to do as much as you can early on, try to get as many gigs as possible. And then as you build up that work, 
portfolio, hopefully the people that you worked with will like you enough to where they can refer you to their friends or their colleagues. And then those people can refer you to new people and get to the point where hopefully you can get somebody on a retainer, which is instead of paying for one job at a time, they're paying you monthly for multiple things that month, or they're paying you for five videos instead of one video at one time. Not only will that mean you make more money, but it'll just make the, the whole freelancing gig a lot easier. Uh, I could, I could lose a client tomorrow and I should still be okay through the rest of the clients that I have. Um, and hopefully it doesn't get to the point where I lose everybody at one time. But even if it did, I could go back through the catalog of people I've worked with and reach out to them and be like, Hey, do you need any other work? Do you know anybody? And hopefully they'd be willing to refer me to somebody else. Well said. I don't have anything to, to add because I just started like this year editing for other people. So I'm still very early in the game here, but, uh, yeah. no, especially at the time, the whole, the whole freelance world was something I learned about through this podcast in general. So, uh, it's a cool thing to do, especially the longer you've been doing YouTube, considering the possibility of working for other people because you do have a skill set is very important. You just, one, have to be confident in yourself to do it. And uh, two, you have to have the, the work ethic to, to follow through and deliver value for other people. You know, it is, still, it is still work. <laughs> it is it's still work. work. And, it's uh, very taxing. You know, I still struggle with that. I wish <laughs> I don't I don't actually wish this. This is being this is facetious, but like. I wish I didn't care about my own projects as much because I could be making more money doing freelancing a hundred percent full time. But, uh, the reality is I do my freelancing shit about 80% of my time instead of a hundred percent so that I can still have that last 20% to myself and hopefully build up the YouTube stuff. Heck yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's that one. Epic. Uh, I'm going to go down to the, the bottom of the list because that's the next episode chronologically. Cool. Uh, episode 27, How to Survive Your First Year on YouTube. We have two videos like this. One, How to Survive Your First Month on YouTube. Two, How to Survive Your First Year. The podcast, as it went on, definitely became more geared toward people doing YouTube for a long time. News, mm-hmm. updates, how we're doing. That's just where our interests were. But a lot of the early podcasts, uh, just based on these topics, was marketed toward people just starting on YouTube. And so it was this point when we made the, the first year video where we kind of like closed that chapter. And while we can't talk about every time we mention new YouTube advice, I feel like this was the episode to kind of sum up any new opinions we had on the subject of Someone who just wants to start on YouTube, maybe after listening to all 100 episodes, they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finally give it a go. Uh, what, what would be the major things? I think the major, the, the, the big point was kind of brought up earlier, but if you know what you want to make a channel for, go niche. Yep. From the very beginning. Yeah, um, save you a lot of heartache. <laughs> save you so much time, so much heartache, so much pain. Uh if you can't do that, then I experiment with all of your interests, experiment with anything and everything you could possibly want to make a video with, and then get work towards being a niche channel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, 
I've noticed the more that we do YouTube, the more channels I come across where this is like the homie's second or third or fourth video uh, channel, like entirely. I'll be watching somebody and they'll be like, yeah, so I've been doing YouTube for like 10 years, but this channel just started three years ago and they're killing it because they realized after experimenting a lot that they're really good at this one thing. They're really good at talking about this one thing. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, I could see myself doing that eventually, but we both did at one point. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that would be the other main thing is you know experiment if you need to. I think if if you've listened to all a hundred episodes of this podcast and you're contemplate, you've been contemplating making a channel. You probably know what you want to make a channel for, so just go do it. That's the other big yeah. thing, right? Just just fucking do it. Just fucking do it, guys. Grind, bro. Get on that grind set. Get on that grind uh, set. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll throw out a bonus tip even just related to our shit. Uh, only do YouTube your first year. Yeah. Literally do nothing 100%. else. Literally do. I want to do. Nope. I want to do Twitter. Nope. I want to. Don't. You might think you want to do those things, and that's cool. If this is your first ever rodeo on internet content creation ever. It will save you so much time, decision-making, time management, all of it. If you just go, hey, I want to do YouTube, commit to that for a year. And mm-hmm. at that point, once you committed, you found out your strengths, you found out your weaknesses, you found out how you make content, you get a little bit more time to learn how to edit, how to produce things, then, and only then, do you even consider the possibility of, I want to do a podcast or I want to stream just because you can do everything. And I wish someone said this to me, mm. just because you can do everything does not mean you should, because chances are it will not be no. done well. If you have to delegate 13 things, when you are the only person working on it, you want to do YouTube for a year, save yourself a lot of trouble. Just do YouTube for a year. Don't bother with anything else. I know a lot of people tell you, I know we tell you to diversify. You're not going to lose anything by <laughs> by not bothering with any of that shit. I think you'll gain something. I've yeah. you know, there was there was a lot of a lot of moments in my life where I was told personally to uh exactly what you said. Just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should. Um uh, and I didn't listen. And uh in certain regards I still don't be listening. But uh now I'm terms, addicted to crack. Now I'm addicted. Happened. You know, it's uh don't YouTube like is a TV. gateway drug. It is. You're right, though. That's uh, a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a gateway drug to trying to do so many other projects, and it's fun to do a lot of things at first, and then it gets overwhelming, and then it gets taxing, and next thing you know, you're burnout, and you hate everything. <laughs> Segway. That's the next Segway. one. Segway. Well, yeah, it is. Unfortunately, I do have one last little thing I wanted to say. Um oh. This this has to do with YouTube burnout. So don't make YouTube your everything. Like don't make it your main hobby. Don't make it your your full life. Mm, Be, like it, it's counterintuitive to the whole grind set thing. But I I, I want to keep it that way. I think too many people starting on YouTube make it their their goal to like be famous or make a lot of money or get a lot of views. And I think they would enjoy doing it so much more if it was just a side hobby that they did every once in a while. You want a hot take? Yeah. Knowing, you know, people on Twitter begin into this big argument, right? And all this shit. And you have that one motherfucker that says, go touch some grass. 
Yeah. Go get some bitches. Yeah. And we all clown on those people. And we say, no, you're bullying. You're being mean. I don't no, want to touch grass. I'm no, interested. The hot take is they're right. Go touch some grass. Go get some bitches. <laughs> or if you can't do either of those things, maybe you live in Antarctica and there are no bitches nor grass. Find something else. Hobby. Make an igloo, bro. Fuck around and make an igloo while you're making YouTube videos. You know, just don't make it content. Don't make it content. Don't make everything your your content, bro. Pick up ice fishing. You know, I hear it's good this season or some shit. <laughs> you live in Antarctica. I don't know what's wrong with you. You made that life choice on yourself. But uh, having hobbies, having other things to do, not waking up in the morning and having your thirst first thought be, what the next YouTube video I'm doing? I've had those thoughts. That's me. I'm referring to myself there. Good. Because I'm a, a psychopath. <laughs> Yeah. Having other hobbies, having other things, watching a movie to watch the movie. Get that. Huh? Mm. Kind of wild and new territory. I'm, I'm trailing here. Imagine. It has to be a video. Play the game to play the video game. You know? You think my 70 hours of Fall Guys is going to turn to content one day? It will. I have a video planned. But after <laughs> that, I'm still going to play Fall Guys for fun. I don't have to make 13 Fall Guy videos. I enjoy the game. We're good. That's yeah. good. That's fun. That's how you avoid getting burnout. Uh, I also like the point you wrote here in bold. Uh, you don't get rid, get rid of burnout. You don't. What, what do you mean by that? Burnout. So, like, if you're getting burnout in anything in life, um, it, that is a very personal journey that you have to go mm-hmm. through yourself to figuring out how to not be burnout. And it is mm-hmm. not something that can be, even though we did an episode on it, I, it's not something that that me and you are going to give advice towards. That's going to be a hundred percent meaningful to somebody mm-hmm. because I've dealt with YouTube burnout and I still continue to deal with it very, yep. very regularly. I deal with burnout on my client work. I deal with burnout on living. It is a thing <laughs> that some people just deal with. Um, and maybe that means you got to work on your mental health. Maybe that means you got to work on your organizational skills and your time management. Usually it comes down to, a, a general life skill that you have to work on in order to not be burned out at something. And that's Go something you got to figure grass. out for yourself. Go touch some damn grass. It's beautiful outside. Unless it's not. In which case, stay inside. It's been raining all over here, so you know, I'm not going to touch the grass you. tonight. But. but no, you're right. It's extremely personal. Um, you got to wonder if like a, you know, a heart surgeon be operating on hearts every day and he just gets up he's like i kind of don't want to operate on hearts you know and it's like i think our youtube burnout's one issue like it's it's not dependent on somebody living yeah you're like a medical professional and it's like i don't be feeling it today well jerry not feeling it today either he need a heart transplant (laughs) yeah buck up bro you gotta figure that shit out but it's like what do you tell him Right. What do you tell anybody who's going through some funk of being like, you can relate your own personal experiences. You can give some general advice tips, but really chances are the motherfucker telling you about the burnout, know what need to be done, but simply a, just want someone to listen. Usually yeah. and that's yeah, the best sure. thing you can do. And number two, we'll work it out in time. Um, yeah. Most people just work down time. Some people have obviously mental health issues. And for those instances, therapy is epic. But uh, yeah. most everybody else will work it out in time. And really, if they're coming to talk to you about burnout, they just want you to listen. And once you know it, uh, 
Thank you to everybody who listened to the YouTube burnout episode. We probably did it because we were feeling that way at one point in time. You were the therapist. You're not getting paid. I'm not sending you a check in the mail, but I'm letting you know that's probably why we did it. <laughs> that's just the whole podcast, to be honest. To reveal the the man behind the curtain, uh, another YouTube podcast is really should be called another therapy podcast because I don't go to therapy. So let me bring all my problems to the podcast. And I did at one point. What's my excuse, bro? Yeah. Got a, we got better at it. My therapist. <laughs> we got better at it as we as we went along, but uh, that was definitely a, a big issue for like for half long, the podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah, gotta deal with your cool. shit, man. Moving well, on. A little lighthearted topic. <laughs> yeah, a very stupider, much stupider one. Episode forty, we did the top fifty YouTubers of all time. There was there was a uh, it was like a rapper top fifty rappers list that was trending on Twitter or something, and uh, it's the end of twenty nineteen. Aiden and I was like, "Yo, wouldn't it be cool if we did our own ranking of the top fifty YouTubers?" Very creative idea, honestly. One of our most interesting okay. topics, I think, uh, as you can tell by the, <laughs> the length of the podcast. <laughs> we uh we had a, a lot of opinions about some YouTubers because uh, we did not plan that oh, yeah. episode very well we both had our own list of 50 and then like had to make a bigger list when we should have just decided on the list ahead of time and then got it together and talked about it but no we mentioned like 100 fucking youtubers or some shit um and debate about the placement of the list the reason we bring it up here is not so much that that wasn't a fun episode it is but when you do a list called top 50 greatest youtubers of all time and then more time happens well wouldn't you know it the list is is out of date so there are multiple YouTubers on this list that I no longer watch. Uh, yeah, let's just mention like we're not gonna we're not gonna fix yeah. the list. Like, who would you at least take off? How about so? That? I guess um, starting from the bottom, Smosh and Good Mythical Morning are immediate. I don't watch them to begin with, so I would take mm. them off. I, and I don't think that their their current content is worth mentioning. I think if you want to talk about history of YouTube, there are some there are some creators we put on here. Uh, just because they were historically revel- relevant at one time, I don't think that means they're worth watching. Um, Fair. Uh, I'd probably, actually, looking at this, probably taking 45 through 50 off, personally. How do you feel about those So five? I, Justine, L, Higa Higa, Lindsey Sterling. None yeah. of these people I've watched consistently. I've watched a several. I've had some I, Justine binges before. Mm-hmm. But never a was a was a prominent sub. A lot of these were, like you said, historical. And uh, the only one that I really enjoy their content is I Justine. So I think I'm okay with. I the, could probably keep her on here, just because she still made good content, right? I never still does. Never had an issue with like her. a head. Of, she's not yeah. a. She's not like some of these YouTubers where they had a prime and then kind of like coasted. I think I Justine is one of those few that is uh, still at the forefront. Where she was ten years ago, which I takes agree. a lot of effort and work to. I agree. Um, so. I still like Elle Mills a good bit, but I don't watch her content because she doesn't upload too often. So that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Uh, Vlog Brothers going above it. I I like Vlog Brothers. I don't watch them often at all, but I. I complained I about them on a YouTube stream. With their it's really funny. It's really funny. Minutes. Yeah. Talk they, about it later, though. They put on a fifteen-minute <laughs> episode about climate change, and it was actually one of the more like it was actually like a fully edited video. They're talking about trying cool. to do more of that. So I'm like, that's cool. 
Um, but I think just because, you know, they created VidCon, they have the science shit, they have the, the History Channel, there's a lot that they've done, I feel like they deserve to be on here. Um, a couple Jablinski, of them, uh, I take off, yeah, just for. right off the bat. Uh, bon Appetit, shortly after making that video, got into a big scandal involving the uh, treatment of the workers and the people who worked on said video. Oh, so no. I have not watched them since. Uh, literally, like, months after we did that episode, I have not watched them since. So the fact that they're 26 is insane. Shane Dawson, for very similar reasons. Yeah. Uh, someone I watched, and then they got into shit, and I'm like, no, I'm good. Boogie's fine. I would probably put significantly lower, uh, or not at all. H3 yeah, is off my list entirely, too. H3 is entirely uh, off mine as well. Both the regular and the podcast. Jacksepticeye is cool. I don't watch them. Ralph's cool. I don't watch them. <laughs> There's a couple here at the, at the top of the pack uh, that I would put. Jack's films would be a lot lower, too. So the people that I would actually want higher is uh, Scott the Waz at 32. Kind of criminal. Kind of criminal. The well, fact you know this... why we did it, right? Because he was still... No. He was still early. He was still new. He was still um, early on the um the blowing up. He was untested. He was I untested. wanted to move him higher, and you were like, "Huh, I like him a lot, but I think he hadn't had the time yet to move well, up." Well, yeah, I agree. He's with in my him. top ten. Yeah, he's <laughs> top ten for me as well, hundred percent. LGR is forty on this list, and that was primarily because Zach has never heard of him. I watch this dude every other fucking day. He is a top ten for me That's as fair. well. Uh. Captain Christian and Bill Wirtz, while great channels, do not upload ever. Um, and I don't know if that would necessarily take them off the list, but it, it definitely has thoughts. Bill Wirtz would last be one I would remove would be iDubs. iDubs would not be on that list. iDubs would be would be off. I don't watch him anymore. Ralph would be would be off. I I don't I don't watch him much anymore either. Um, top the top ten right. Uh, Game Grumps is significantly lower for me. Um, yeah, I would still and, have them, but they're lower. And in doing so, Super Mega would actually be on the list. They're not on the list right now. They're not. Yeah, I went into yeah. them as much when we did this episode. So Super Mega would thing. be would be on here, and Game Grumps would be completely either either really low or off. Probably really low. Uh, John Tron, I don't think would be on the list anymore for me. Nope. Um, PewDiePie would still be on there, but he would be much lower. 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 Vsauce would still be on there. Red Letter Media is like number one, bro. Right where they Fucking should love them. for me. Um, I hate everything. Still good. Would not going to be in top ten. MKB, MKBHD still where I'd keep them. Still keep good. Them. I'd probably move them lower. Um, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier. I'd probably still have them on the list, but lower. Nikki Jakey. I wish he uploaded more. I love him. I love him on the Same. list. But uh, Gary V is probably going to be either super low or off the list. Um, yeah. Love the man, but like we're talking about YouTubers and he is like less of a YouTuber than anything else, right? Um, but now Matthew we're kind of like getting into the weeds. Yeah. The, the whole specific list. I guess the last thing I'll say is are there channels you're watching now that should be on here? Because we talked about cutting off. Like who's some people that should be on here now? True, true. Um, I guess I right off the bat, Super Mega for sure. Easy. Um... Who is like, who's like, I'd put Dan, Fantano. We have Fantano Needle, would but be not Fantano. I agree. I agree. He'd also be higher for me. I agree. Um, Daniel Green is one of the biggest booktubers, so I'd probably put him on the list. It'd be towards the lower end, but he'd, he'd go on here for me. Um, I'd put a Super Mega's editor. Nothing but lag, at least at the bottom half. That's I've, fair. Uh, watch enough of this shit. That's fair. Uh, a channel called Kneecaps. 
dude is a really funny does like some commentary type type videos really small um again funny videos he'd go on here for me uh northern lion is he not even on the that makes me sad northern not, lion yeah you weren't mega into him northern lion top five for me 100 percent, no doubt in my wow. mind um wow scott the Waz would be super higher obviously wolfden another kind of video game channel i've fallen into i've heard of wolfden yeah i don't watch them and then if you want like a smaller one fudge it was a guy i was just sort of discovering when we made this video but he's made a lot of good shit oh i've never heard of him yeah man and if you asked me a month ago i would have put alpha gaming on there i still like him not in my top 50 right now though no me neither i uh, actually on sub recently that's fair um Still good, still good. But there's some names. There's some names at least. Yeah, Brutal Moose. I'd probably put on here. Why is Brutal Moose not on here? I it's watch not. him every day too. Yeah, I know Fuck. you watch. He's I don't watch him 10. often, but he's he's like a, a bottom half for me. Um, what the fuck were we on, Zach? This looks bad. Daquan Wiltshire, top five. <laughs> Bro, that, honestly, man. I agree. To I death. Agree. <laughs> It's like Red Letter Media, Daquan, and fucking um, Scott. Yeah. Scott, and there was there was another one that I apparently I don't like enough, but Northern Line, Northern Line, obviously. Yeah. That's like that's like top four for me. Noodle. Um, you ever watch a Noodle video? Noodle slap. Noodle? I don't think I've ever yeah. seen Noodle. Either dude that did that sixty FPS uh, video, several Halo ones, kind of animated uh, cartoon um, videos. I don't know what you're talking about. And and finally, I think I think the last channel I put on here, Jay the Zoomster, man, bro, Jay the I Zoomster, be putting out bangers. Last video is we need to talk about the Flash, one K views, man, popping off, love that, love that man to death, absolutely going stay with it, stay with it, yeah, yeah, that's the, you can see the why the why the original episode was four hours. Me and Zach have a ton of opinions. The list is ever changing. If you want, like, literally DM or at Zach to make a new list, and I'll put the time to do it with him yeah. if he wants. But it will not be an episode, and it will specifically be like, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I want to do it for my own pride of having a good list out there, and not because it's Mood. an episode. Mood. I feel almost embarrassed having this on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to remove it because I want to have it around. But, like, yeah, there's... I don't watch Jaden Animations. Mr. Beast would still be on here, but I don't watch him that often. Giga is like a really good anime channel, but I don't watch anime content. Jablinski Games is Jack Black's gaming channel. I don't even know if he uploads. Like, I don't watch it. Um, Philip DeFranco, sure, but like, I don't watch him. Um, there's, the, you know, it's just Casey Neistat, top 20, maybe. He's good. I'm glad of what he's done. You know, this is all time, so I'd probably still keep him on the list. Um... There's also a very, we, we talked about it then, there's a very big lack of females on the list. Yeah. And that is a blind spot for sure. Um, Been watching the Cottage Fairy. Beautiful. Shots, really good channel. Beautiful really little good channel. slice of life. Going up there for me, not quite top 50, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Cool that we did this. I still, again, really like that we did it, but my, my list and your list would be so much different now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Gerard though. Number 30. Love that man. He'd still be on here. He love would that, too. That boy. He would too. Exerbia, I still really like his shit. Um 
Bill Wirtz, you know, he doesn't upload too much, but when he does, they're bangers. Uh, First We Feast would still go on here. Don't watch it often, but it's still good. Uh, you know, there's there's internet comment etiquette. I'm so behind on that man's content, but one day I'm going on a binge, and I know I'm going to love every minute of it. Dude slaps. So, yeah, I think we talked about pretty much everybody on here. And List needs updated. That's, that's the point. That's the point. What's Wrong. the next one? Uh, time management. <laughs> LOL, what episode is this? I don't know. All of them, really, if you, if you really think. Episode 42. Talked about time management. It is a constant struggle in my life. Is this the first? No, Top 50 YouTubers was the first in the rebrand era. So this is the second one. There's going to be a lot less of these. Is, is, yeah. Is a point. But this is one. Yeah. The thing about time management is there are some weeks where I got shit together and I'm really happy about it. There are some weeks mm-hmm. where I don't have anything together and I'm really sad about it. And the the really the really one the the weeks I like the most are the weeks that I don't think about time management, whether it's good yeah. or bad. Um, kind of just a normal. I'm living life. I'm doing shit like they need like it needs to be most of the time, and then some days I'm not, and it's okay, and it's not a problem in my mind. Those are my favorite days. I think one I of the best days about. I had recently, <laughs> and this is gonna be totally unrelated to YouTube, was I woke up at five p.m. because I had a. Stayed up till 5 a.m. Probably watching YouTube, not even doing anything. Mm-hmm. Woke up at 5 p.m. with Ethan in my room. Like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for your keys. Why do you need my keys? Oh, because we got your truck. Why you got my truck? Oh, we're loading couches. How'd you get couches? <laughs> Somebody was giving them away. And I'm like, okay. You want me to help move them? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll buy you Mickey D's. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. fuck it. You know, might as well. So I moved those couches in to their house. And they're nice couches. Then we clean up the whole living room just so the couches have a place to sit. We get a TV in there. We set it up. I, I eat Mickey D's, which at this point is a little cold. Not going to lie because we spend so much time <laughs> like organizing it. And then I watched three episodes of King of the Hill. Just random episodes. Oh, yeah. Then got back home at 8 p.m., watched YouTube, and that was it. Now, the the, the business analytical mind would say that Aiden, nothing really happened that day. Did you really develop any goals? Did you really further any of your YouTube things? No. But the the emotional, the 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 Sigma male Aiden would say <laughs> that by not thinking about YouTube and literally living and doing things, it made me more creatively charged for the next day when I literally just like, okay, now I'm going to get shit done and fix my OBS and edited and worked on comedy music and did a lot of other shit. So all that to say, Schedule all you want. Make your timesheets, bro. Have some attainable goals for the month or even the week if you're a psychopath. Have some attainable goals. Uh, also keep in mind there are only so many years on this earth and if you die regretting that you spent all your time on YouTube, that is your fault. That is your fault. You cannot blame someone else for 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 how you spent your time. That is, that is on you. And... Uh, that comes with accepting the fact that some days are literally just going to be for you. And that's totally and unequivocally epic. And, uh, you should be okay with that. I agree. Sorry, I just ordered McDonald's. Um, but I agree. Hands down. 
I, Did I talk about McDonald's? You're like, I'm kind of hungry. Well, I realized it was 1 a.m. and then I am hungry and that mm. I didn't feel like fixing anything. So I was trying to make sure I could even order something. McDonald's is open. It's one of the only couple things open right now. So let's go. Uh, but yeah, some of my favorite days are like where I do nothing productive. <laughs> and obviously you can't do that every day because then you get into a rut and you feel bad about yourself and you think about the productive shit you should be doing. But, um, I have been trying my best to just be okay with days where not a lot happens. Some of my, some of my favorite pieces of media are, are that, you know, the slice of life shit where nothing happens important, but it just, it watched over you and you're like, yeah, it's that a felt nice. It's a vibe. My whole life could be a vibe. That'd be cool. Unfortunately, I am a very ambitious person. So I do mm. have a lot of plans. Oh, excuse me. I have a lot of plans, a lot of ideas, a lot of things I want to do, but you can't be, at least I can't, I can't personally go gung ho hundred percent of the time or I will go crazy and, uh, I can't do the opposite either or I will go crazy. So, but, but I think that's interesting though, because I think the, the worry and why a lot of people recommend time management is that if you don't do time management, if you don't schedule your ideas and what you want to do, then you're not going to do them. You're going to quit. You're going to burn out. You're going to give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the funny thing about the, this podcast is as much as we've talked about time management and scheduling and all this sort of stuff, uh, one, we've never been good at it, but also almost counterintuitively, we've never quit what we were doing. So it's like, yeah. could we be spending our time better? Yes, absolutely. Did it impact our ability to make things? I'd, I'd argue no. Less things. Sure. 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 But outright never doing them, you know, quitting, not being on, on the schedule ruined, like, you know, videos and mound like, no, we, we still made shit despite all of that. So I think time management important. Yes. Scheduling important. Yes. Do you have a passion for what you're doing? You know, are you happy with what you're doing? Do you right. have a creative drive for what you're doing? I think that supersedes any form of, of scheduling and optimizing and the business and the micromanagement. All that stuff's important. None of it's possible if you don't like what you're doing. Um, and we happen to both really like what we're doing. <laughs> and that's way harder for most people than, I didn't fill out a spreadsheet for my schedule and I don't know if I'm going to do it. You if know? I didn't enjoy YouTube, I would have quit a long time ago. Because in certain aspects, I failed to do what I accomplished. I failed multiple times to set, you know, to, to attain a schedule and stick to it. And, and yet, I still like doing it. I still like doing it a lot. And there are times, especially recently, where I've been trying to get to, I've been trying to get excited about videos again. There's been a, there's been a long stretch of content where I have, like, really happy with how it turned out, really pushed myself to make it the best it could be. But the excitement level wasn't quite where it was. Uh, me deciding to put out a video about books randomly made me excited. You know, yeah. the Disney video, having that finished was exciting. I'm trying to get back to, you know, making it a passion rather than just a project. I've said that I was going to do when I did it. And I think sometimes because that's how right. I thought about, that's how I thought about school. Right? Yeah. Right. School yeah. was a thing where a schedule absolutely kept me in it. 
a schedule was probably the only thing keeping me from being like, mm. actually, this shit's stupid. My parents were probably a number two. But number one was right. the schedule. And that feeling of, I got to get the project done. I got to finish the thing. I got to get a passing grade. I got to get whatever. YouTube is one of those few jobs on planet Earth where simply finishing the end project is not the goal. The goal is the vi- the project you put out, do you like it? Is it good? Are you happy with it? And those are emotional words. Those are not practical words. Yeah. You can say, I put out 15 mi- videos this month. And on a practical level, that is a good thing. If you say, however, I put out 15 bad videos, then guess what? You failed YouTube. <laughs> you messed yeah. up. You messed yeah. up somewhere, you know? And that's where things like time management and schedule is trying to take a practical approach to something that is inherently creative and impractical. <laughs> they don't mix. They don't. You can try. And there are people like Sean Chandler who figured out to turn it into a machine, into a process, where every week at a certain time a video's coming out about a topic he's already discussed 28 times. And if he's happy with it, bro, more power to him. If he legitimately enjoys what he does, more power to him. Um, but it, it's 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 half as much art as it is technical producing whatever. And uh, waking up to be like, I have to be creative today. Don't work. You can yeah. wake up and be like, I got to put 16 boxes together for my factory job. Can't wake up and be like, I'm going to make a 15 minute video today. It's impossible. <laughs> it don't work like that. It definitely worries me that my mindset on YouTube has shifted so far in the opposite direction of where it used to be. Uh, especially when I still very much want to make YouTube my career. I very much would like to do Your Everyday Nerd as my full-time job. And yet, a lot of my actions show I might be better off if it was just a hobby. I don't know the answer to that personally. And I don't know, you know, the people listening. I don't know your, the answer to your, you know, chat or anything like that. But it's like trying to get to the point of of figuring that out ultimately should be a goal of yours. And time management plays a big part of that because like you said, trying to wake up every day and be creative, it's hard. It's not easy. And I have to do it with client stuff. So yeah. It's even it's even more rough when I get done with a client project and then I'm like, oh yeah, but what about my video? Like, what about my video? You know what? You know what I think it comes down lot. to though is yeah. we jumped into this podcast very much on a practical mindset. Mm-hmm. We jumped into this podcast, hopped up off off Gary V, yeah. hopped up off yeah. Roberto Blake, hop off to f- fucking YouTube advice channels and YouTube help channels, and we're like. YouTube don't have to be complicated. We're going to make it practical. We're going to give you advice. We're going to give you steps. And we're going to tell you everything. And how to do it and how to make it your career. Because we were about that. We were about that life. And we were for several Mm -hmm. years. I think what changed is we still want to do YouTube. And it still even potentially can be a career. We've gotten more empathetic. We've gotten more empathetic to the human behind the video. Rather than the process of, of making them and making it all a practical thing. We've gotten very, and, and I'm proud of it too. We've gotten too. better about considering the, 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 the human behind the damn video rather yeah. than, well, just upload seven times. The fucking, like, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. There are so many factors. This is very much a complicated 
area, a complicated career, um, something that's that there's there's no help advice like there's no book right there there are people who have tried and made efforts on it but we're still still remarkably early on in this whole in this whole online video creation thing that uh that our mindset and our approach to it has has drastically changed but I I think it's for the better I think I'm I'm glad that we shifted away from that and, and started focusing more on the empathetic side of things. Because ultimately you want to have both, right? You want to have the fully practical, technical aspect of it. And you want to have the empathetic, um, you know, person behind the camera has a life and they're not, uh, they're not YouTuber Mm 24-7. But, but you're right. Like our, our mindset has changed and it's, it's even to the point where like, I had a discussion with you recently where I, I told you I made a video directed to PewDiePie that was like, yo, PewDiePie, you said you're not going to do two uploads a day anymore. Why? If I was in your position, I'd still be capitalizing on the two <laughs> videos a day. And now I'm like, bro, when a, when a creator that I watch doesn't put out a video for three months, and then they're like, yeah, so I don't, I, I've got life stuff, I've got work, I'm busy, I'm doing this thing. I'm like, yeah, good for you, bro. You're taking care of yourself. You're doing what you got to do. Go. Don't stress. When that next video gets here, I'll be there to watch it. But I, I the best completionist content time. is not the I did a Super Mario Odyssey video. It's I took a break. I'm like, yeah. Lord, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's 100%. go. The man the man slept for twelve hours. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'm much more for every big YouTuber and for you especially, I much more care about you and your health more than I do the health of your YouTube channel. Sometimes those things are connected. And if one does well, the other does well. I'm not denying there isn't a connection there. This is true. But if we're talking priorities, Gerard the human a little higher up than whether or not I get my completionist episode next week about Mario Land 2 or some shit. I care much more about how Zach feeling in the moment than where the new yin. Or the new Ant Man. <laughs> Talk about Ant Man for fifty. Well, and it's and I, and it's what I've appreciated about our friendship and the the friends that we've got in our small group. We have realized that more and more the more we've known each other. That like even joking about like when's when's the next video? When are you gonna put it out? Huh? You're slacking. Like it's it's not constructive. It mm. it feels like a slight almost to like sure. Maybe I need more people in my life to push me and be like, yo, when's the next video? You need to do this. But I am I'm much more happier right now with, with the friends that I have that are like, are you doing okay first? Are you, you having a good day? And then also, when you get the chance, when's the next video? I'm curious. I want to watch it. When you it. get the chance. Well, in your case, you hadn't uploaded in six months, Zachary. So I yeah. felt justified. A hundred percent. Y'all got on me at, at the right time. The right time. <laughs> no, I'm joking though. Like, uh. The happiness is much more important than the YouTube clout, believe it or not. You know, mm, so yeah. Now we've we strayed so far from from time management that we're in a completely different space. But uh, it's cool. We no, got one it, more it, topic left, and it's gonna take me thirty seconds. So, we, you, okay. sure. But I think back a lot to that um that comment. Was it patient? It might have been patient, where she had talked about the issue of everyone wanting to turn mm-hmm. their content creation into it an was. empire. And yeah. I know that didn't sit well with you at the time. And I kind of got where she was coming from. But even, you know, I'll be honest, even I'm like, 
yeah, but I, I want to make money doing it. Because it, it came from that scared place of like, well, if this doesn't work out, I have to go to Food Right and bag groceries. And I don't want to go to Food Right and bag groceries. Let me have this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. fuck you for getting on my grind. But I kind of see what, what she meant because doing that can uh, kind of fuck your mental health over. In a I 100% agree with with her comment. It's, there's still... Patient with spin. I agree. There's still there's still part of me that's like, yeah, I do want that empire. Uh and and yet it has become such a smaller part of me where to the point now where I'm like, I think I'd be happy if it was just the your everyday nerd show that I did every week and I put out a video that I liked every week and I made enough money to survive. That'd be cool. That'd be epic. I'd like that. Paying your bills is based. Um yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. And then like I hope I don't fully get to this point because I do want to make Yen successful. I do want to make my own content. Uh, but also, it, it could be cool if I was just like, hey man, I make content when I have the chance and, and my main gig is still working with other people and editing their shit. Because mm-hmm. it, there's there's a lot of potential for that to grow into something even bigger too. So, I don't know. I don't know. You, you don't have to do it all immediately. There's still a lot of time left in this world. And yep. uh, I'm going to I'm gonna just take things one day at a time. I think that's that's what the YouTube journey is all about. Just take things one at a time. Don't try to think too far ahead in the future because it'll drive you crazy. Drive you up the wall. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, we got one more. <laughs> yeah, so we did an episode at the beginning of 2021. Uh, it was a Your Week on YouTube. I mentioned Clubhouse, a yeah. iOS-only app. 67, I, by the way. Episode, episode 67, 3939. That's the time of it. 39 minutes, 39 seconds. Uh, long story short of it, I bought an iPod Touch so that I could get on an app called Clubhouse because it was really popping at the beginning of the year. It was a kind of entrepreneur get-together group thing where you go talk to a bunch of random strangers you never met on the internet and have very dedicated discussions on on things. I got on there. I got into a a room where I got to pitch my video editing business. I uh, won $100. That was really cool. Got $100 out of it because I had the best pitch of the night. I got a lot of new contacts contacts a lot of people that i was texting uh instagram dming talking on twitter and email and wouldn't you know none of it turned into anything bro not a single not a single thing um a lot of that is on me completely i didn't didn't follow follow up up with people uh but but i will say it was a very valuable experience for me not because of the things that i didn't get or the things that I missed out on, but because I realized I don't want to have, <laughs> I don't want to have a million dollar video editing business right now. That's not something I want in my life. And uh, I was, I was getting real close. I was talking to a dude that was like, you could be, you could be charging thousands of dollars for the things you're charging tens and hundreds of dollars for. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. really? That's crazy. And um, if I'd kept following up with him, I bet I could have gotten and talked with the right people, but uh, I don't. I don't want all that stress. I don't no, want all that work. Me neither. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I, 
I was getting prepared for it. I was having a bunch of meetings and a bunch of calls with a bunch of people. And if, if I get to the point where I lose a client and I need some more money, I will, I will call back up some of those people and find out how they're doing and if they need any of my services. But like, yeah, man, I, I, if I wanted to go all in on the video editing stuff, sure. Would have been great. Could have hired a bunch of people to help me and be making a lot more money now. But it also came with the caveat of 2021 has been, um, it's been very lucrative for me in terms of the, the people I have been working with, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started working with Pat Flynn on his Pokemon channel and it's almost at a hundred thousand subs. Let's go. It's really dope. So epic. It's really dope. There's a couple of other clients that I've, that I got this year that have also been going pretty well. And it is like, I'm just, I'm, I'm a lot happier with the people I'm working with and the money that I'm making than I would be if I just try to get a bunch of new, newer people in and, and all that kind of stuff. Heck yeah. So I don't really have much to add because I didn't get involved with any of it. I just remember it was yeah. hot at the time. And it gave us a really lucrative podcast episode with 153 views. It is uh, one of our most viewed episodes. Our second to last banger. Uh, the YouTube clip one being the last one at 69. Episode 69 yeah. that did pretty well. 64, Mr. Then, Beast. That one got 169 views. So. We're, we're, we're back at our average of maybe 10 views. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. On YouTube anyway. The anchor audience is, is always different. And that's it for a list you may be thinking well what about the later episodes it's at the point now where we were doing episodes this year or close to this year uh where our thoughts just haven't changed and we've gotten smarter about the things we talk about plus let's be honest you don't want to hear me ramble about how i was wrong about hot tub streams for 20 minutes Mm. like i got thoughts about it but nothing that would add value to this podcast right now so yeah keep my mouth shut the other thing is when we when we made a change in the podcast, half of our episodes were about our week on YouTube and some YouTube news, and then the other half were actual topics. So, frankly speaking, we have talked about less things on the podcast That's in the true. past year than we ever have. So, uh, less opportunity to get shit you know, wrong, bro. There you go. There you go. And and I do want to add one more disclaimer to this episode. Uh, we could be wrong about everything we just talked about. So if you're listening in the future, change our opinion again, baby. uh, Just, just be warned. This is all philosophical talk. Like Aiden said, it's all philosophical, baby. If you're the if you're the guy wanting to work at Lowe's, I'm sorry, bro. This podcast didn't help you. Um, But if you're a Plato out there and you're like, oh shit, I do enjoy this combo, then hopefully that was that was epic, man. That was that was helpful. I think. And I've said it before, unlike the end of the past three or four episodes, but I can't stress enough how cool it is that 2021 is the year of coming to peace with shit. You know, I mean that legitimately of like ending projects, finishing projects, doing things right, you know, having a second chance and in life too, just like coming to peace with the mistakes and the regrets and the errors and the, the fuck ups along the way and not, you know, not just being like we were stupid and that was part of it but but like fixing that and, and moving on it is legitimately one of the one of the best years i've had and uh it's come it's come with a lot of closing things down it's come with ending a lot of chapters um and some of those i have yet have time to grieve for cuz we're not there yet <laughs> but 
now, man, like compared to, to 2020 and um, even 2019, if you were going to ask me like what was one of the most important years, 2021, and, it, and it'll have nothing to do with the new content <laughs> and it will have everything to do with, with closing books, ending chapters and coming to peace with shit. It's the personal stuff, right? It's, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like I'm moving towards the next era of my life. Uh, to where hopefully hopefully youtube does well like I, I hope that that still you know gets there but but more so making myself a priority instead of youtube being the number one priority like it was for so long um it's it's a it's a really good feeling that i hope i continue to work towards in the future and also talk about like a character arc right talk about like a moment of growth Ooh, man it's been a whole episode being like old us was stupid and now we're like we're kind of better kind of a little bit better now it's kind of cool still stupid but less stupid which is nice yeah we did talk about barnyard last episode so it's unfortunate that uh still making fuck ups on that front but speaking of i finished rick and morty season five yesterday and uh yeah i'm so pissed there's a show that should end so pissed that the last three episodes were pretty solid and the rest of the season was shit and didn't lead up to it properly. Kind of like Damn. this podcast, really. The last leg of it is going to be epic and everything leading up to it was kind of kind of stupid. We'll see. Kind of poo-poo stinky. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. If you want, uh, let us know any, any other fuck-ups we made. And uh, this will be probably the last time I'll say it, but if you have topics, let us know. Um, we're going to take a break from recording, let all of these come out. And then the next, the next recording session, like we're going to, we're going to be there with our, with our topics and we're going to, we're going to go through them. So oh yeah, last time, yeah. if you have any topics, any suggestions, either leave a comment below or email us at another YT podcast at gmail.com. Reminder, we're ending the podcast at episode 100. So last chance. For a topic or anything. I feel like we damn near well covered everything. But who knows? Could have missed something pretty obvious. Uh, Might be something. We do be stupid. So. <laughs> I may be stupid. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I may That's be it. stupid. I've been Aiden. And I've been Zach. And thank you for listening to another YouTube podcast. Bye-bye. Peace. No, seriously, you can go now. Leave. What are you still doing here? The, the, the episode's over. The music's even ended. Like... Yeah.